Welcome back to the Friday Form Panel with Jason Bonington and Dan Malecki. I'm Jason Bonington and he's Dan Malecki. Feels like two runnings. Jeez, I'm old. Jeez, I'm getting really, really... It's, it's, it's happening before my very eyes. Um, the two-year-old Phillies final. We're up to. This is the Art Major Big Bread Super Series two-year-old Phillies final and... It's a battle of two, uh, I won't name names, but uh, after the um, dramatic, impressive, breathtaking, mind-boggling semi-final wins of Renewal and Draw a Dream, I spoke to a colleague, friend, some people might be able to work it out, and um, sort of uh, measuring the runs, and he was in the camp of Renewal, I I said, it doesn't matter what barrier Draw a Dream gets here, if Draw a Dream draws inside renewal, well, it'll be really short. But I, I I must say, I didn't think there'd be this much between them and the prices, but I, something about Draw a Dream, um, you, you didn't quite, I don't think, anoint her the way you have anointed a couple of other two-year-old fillies in recent seasons, uh, Dan. But I'll tell you what, there was something a little bit freakish about Draw a Dream. I, th- I, I think she'll win. What do you think? Look, it was a stunning performance last week, and... She's come through two um, small fields. Uh, you know, performances were were dominant enough without uh, knowing that she could go to the level that she did last week from barrier thirteen as well, and effectively first up from a from a break. Um, I thought she was terrific at twenty seven two closing quarter. Um, she was well back at the start though, wasn't she? And uh, pace was pretty solid, which helped. Um, that that slower first quarter look, she, she, terrific filly. I mean, she's nothing much to look at though. There's not a lot of her. She's um, uh, not very big, but uh, some sort of a motor there. Um, Renewal as well also impressed me because from what I'd seen of her previously, I knew she had ability, but I wasn't sure how good she was. And she's carved out some fantastic sectional times as well. Got that cheaper uh, second quarter and then a rush of a 56-7. Look, I think they're the two. Um, the market says they're the two. The, the one, the, the thing that will change things around, if something gets scratched and Vague Beauty gets into the race, yeah. Vague Beauty uh, just driven upside down, I think. It's only her second start, yeah. we don't know, but we saw how good she was from behind. So I suspect if she got into the field, she would be driven with a sit and would be a terrific chance. Again, emergency barrier one. It makes it difficult, particularly, you know, 24 hours out. But... She would be a genuine chance if she makes it six uh, to beat uh, three. Two, Remy Lou, I'm suspecting, ends up with a pole draw because Vague Beauty doesn't get a run. And there goes another problem when you're doing your tip. So keep in mind, Vague Beauty's <laughs> in the top three. But at the moment, it's six, three, two. And Eureka Joe, another one who got pushed early. She's had to do a bit of work in both her starts uh, back from a spell. So driven colder, she's, she's not out of it either. I've gone six, three, nine, and 11. Um, I just thought Draw a Dream was... Yeah, there was another um, two-year-old filly a couple of seasons back that called Ladies in Red who wasn't a hell of a lot to look at. And um, uh, it, it, sometimes, it sometimes can be definitive of ability and sometimes not going down. I mean, Draw Dream is... that There was something destructive and, you know, eviscerating about that performance last week, and mm. I think she's really good. So at, at least she's going to make hay while the sun shines as a... Uh, as an age-restricted young horse, two- and three-year-old. So I've got her on top. Renewal, we spoke about this last weekend. I mean, this is, it doesn't always work, but SP profile's a real thing. So you turn up at $1.22 in the heat, you get rolled. But you were $1.22, and then the punters who stuck fat were able to get $3.40 last week. So um, 
Well done and congratulations to them. Uh, Destiny Stride might be better driven off the speed. And then I've got uh, Eureka Joe in. The problem for Vague Beauty, I reckon, even if she gets a run, two things. I wonder whether there's been a bit of a move to... She's not quite ready, but you just go, you know, there's a Vic Bread Super Series around the corner, let's have a crack. And the other thing is, Remy Lou is really, really fast. So, and then Remy Lou's going to hand up. That, that's that, that's my little concern with Vague Beauty, Dan. Well, she's in tonight, so she may well go around tonight, and and that might depend on whether something else is scratched um, the, this afternoon. But um, she definitely got driven out, out of her comfort yeah, zone. Yeah, we weren't to yeah. know that initially um, no. because that was only her second start. But I would say, on what we've seen so far, she would appreciate being driven cold. And um, you know, if she was drawn barrier number seven, she'd be a a, a nineteen dollars shot and wouldn't take as much out of the market, and people would be more mm. prepared to bet. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. Uh, right Eye Big Bread Super Series final for the four-year-old Entires and Geldings. It's, I think it's um, no disrespect, but on, a, on an amazing night, it's probably nearly the, the weakest race. And I, this always happens to me, Dan, and I hate it. When you, when you, I think on TikTok these days, I don't do this, but I see other people do it. Um, they call them gatekeepers. I, I feel like I found, I think, really early, and then you bonded to that horse. But then, for whatever reason, a lot of the time when you, you bonded to them, and then they become, it's like finding a musician early, and then they become huge stars, and then you start to knock them. I'm not, I'm not knocking, I think. I'm thinking, I am thinking, though, uh, pardon the, the things, but uh, I'm thinking that of the $1.60, fifty chances tonight, I think might be slightly vulnerable, but I thought that last week, and he was, he just keeps stepping up, so... If he leads, it's it's uh, it's game over, and he probably will. I've got him on top. Uh, I thought Ruben's plot, even though that was the weaker of the two semifinals last weekend, to be able to come from last takeoff and do what he did, he, you know, he's got to be some sort of little hope. I'd be more dubious about, I think, I, I reckon, than if I thought Celestio Matuka could somehow find the gate speed to... Uh, to lead these and park, I think, in transit, but I'm not sure that's going to happen. What are your thoughts? Well, this, this is the legacy of the, the Tabureka being scheduled at the same time because, what's the old saying? When the yeah. cat's away, the mice will play, and <laughs> I think can be Mickey on this occasion. But we would have had yeah. Catcher Wave and Captain Ravishing, and he's a son of a gun, and um, certainly um, he's a son of a gun. If he wasn't third favourite, he'd probably be fourth favourite. So um, you're right, the race falls away a bit, which makes it a really attractive assignment for those that are in the market here. Um, I think Scott Gatespeed pushes forward, but he's got a terrific turn of foot. Uh, and and that's the thing. He keeps stepping up. I don't know how good he is because every time he's been asked yeah. a question, he has answered it emphatically, this prep. So um, who's to say he just cannot continue to rise? Um, so it, it's difficult to, to tip against him because you're just expecting that every scenario is going to suit him here. You wouldn't like to see him sitting parked, but if he was sitting parked, I don't think they'd be going that hard anyway. Um, seven two Celestio Matuka. He came up at eighteen dollars, which I thought was way over the mark. He's got to be a really good wow. chance with a much wow. better barrier draw. Ruben's plight terrific, finding the line, uh, and Raw for Roscoe is very consistent. So no real shocks there. Seven two eleven and sorry, seven two eleven and six. Seven eleven two and thirteen, and uh, even after this is the weird thing, isn't it, Dan? Even after tomorrow night, we're still. Probably not going to know how good I think he's, though. Because because of those runners you've spoken about and, and what the future may hold for, I think, and the kind of competition he's going to have to face going forward. This sounds 
again, awful. I hate saying you had a better horse with a picket fence form line that I've been bonded to for so long, but it, it's almost like um, to prove that he is like a, a, a genuine future star in the making, he almost needs to win this race, doesn't he? Because you look at Celestio Matuka going well, but, you know, what, he's not going to be a group one open class horse, I don't think, and then you've got he's Charlie's Angel who's not going well enough either. Um, so I think he's almost... He's, he's there to prove again that he's he's capable of being the very good horse that he very well might be. Yep, no doubt. I, I think he, he's definitely heading in that direction uh, and it makes it exciting that he brings a different line of form. If he can win this as a Group 1 winner and then um, see how he measures up against the creme de la creme because he, he really is... Uh, he's untapped from what I've seen this preparation. I want to take a break now because I, I, I don't want to feel under any pressure... Uh, for time when we uh, talk about a more Vita and then the last three events we might be able to zip through before our best bets in multiculture. This is the Friday form panel with D Mills and J Bon on SEN track. It's your Friday edition of Trot's Life back in a moment. Welcome back to the Friday form panel with Jason Bonnington and Dan Malecki. Hello and welcome back to the Friday form panel. Four more races to go. Vic Bread Super Series finals night, a purist night, a wonderful night, an industry night. Race nine, Amore Vita. Um, geez, this was a this was a soft kill last weekend. Opened over two dollars, Amore Vita, and this is not the first time she's done it. Uh, like a breathtaking performance that that sort of it, it's hard when you've been watching racing for a long period of time to get the. Uh, the hair on the back of the neck going up or to get the spine tingling performances. Right High did it on a number of occasions and um, several other horses. But Amore Vita's got that, got that in her. And I, it's not just what you said. She's a star um, in those final moments of the race. But it was the tone of your voice, uh, knowing how much you love this mirror Amore Vita, Dan. And, and I, I, I just think even that last 50 or 60 metres... She, Given the unbelievable last half she ran, she was eased down. She she is, as you've always said, very special. Oh, no doubt she's one of my favourites and has been from day dot. She's going for the treble here, winning the, the Vic Bread as a two-year-old, three-year-old. And if anything, she probably comes into this um, more as a more overwhelming favourite as she has in the previous couple of editions. So um, she's toughened up. That's the element that Emma Stewart, I think, and Clayton... Uh, Tonkin have brought to Amore Vita. We know how brilliant she was, and now she's tougher. And uh, look, these are a terrific bunch of mares. Most of them come from the same property where she comes from now. But um, look, she should be winning here. I, I just can't make a, a genuine case why any other horse would be able to beat her. She would have to underperform significantly not to win here. Um, three to beat one, five, and ten. I've gone three, five, ten, and one. The only thing I think that will happen here is if so, Historia can cross again, or even Pity on holds the front. Um, they'll run it along at a, at a different tempo to try and because it was sort of it played into a more Vita. Sometimes you park and it's toughness, sometimes you park and it's speed, and this was speed. But the thing is, a more Vita is so versatile that if they're running along, she doesn't have to make a move. She can she can win from anywhere. That's she's she's something. yeah. That that's exactly right. Yeah. Uh, race ten. Like, I can't offer much here. You might have to help me. I, I thought Valtino was over the... I can't, Stride Hill was way too short earlier. Stride opinion. Hill scratched. It'll be scratched. Number three well, will come out. There you go. You've got all... And the emergency's not running Majestic Monarch, so three and ten are out. 
I'm wondering whether I have to go back and change some copy now. It's been a big week. Six, uh, we'll all be well I've done six. the same. I was tipping Stride Hill best bet and I've done the same. I sent off the Herald Sun form yeah. and uh, I've had to alter it uh, while we've been on air because it's only just come out this morning, Stride Hill. So it changes this race completely, doesn't it? It certainly does. Well, it certainly helps Valtino because I think it's it's it now, I think, should find the front. I think it's going to be extremely hard to beat. I almost want to go now 6 Six one twelve nine because I think Ewing might be able to hold up into a good position, and clearly they have an opinion of the horse. I'll talk to Andy Gath on burning questions a little bit later. And Rocky Valley and Elder Baron Campbell third and fourth. But uh, Valtino's four dollars right now. It's almost better because Stride Hill's still in the market to have a bet now because I think the deductions won't be as damaging as how much they're going to uh, smash it in, Dan. Yeah, look, I think you're right, because what happens now, Valtino looks nearly assured of getting over to the peg. So while there'll be deductions that shortens it up, it'll actually shorten up again because it looks more of the likely leader. Um, I've tipped 6, 12, 9 and 5 um, with Stride Hill coming out of the race. Sometimes you don't factor that in, do you, when you, you don't think, well, this is my top pick, but if it's it's scratch, I'll look at it a different way. Yeah. Uh, and naturally, you do for race shape, and Ewing's chances probably improve, at least for a, a place hope. Um, but Veltino's winning chances, I think, have improved again because he is a really good beginner. Six, one, uh, 12 and 9, as mentioned from me. And I'll tell you what, I know Ollie's going to hate this. We're going to take a break now and come back. And if we don't get multicultural and best bets in, that's okay because there's going to be a Herald Sun spread tomorrow and we're going to have all of our best bets and everything in there. I'm sorry, Ollie. Uh, but it's more important for us to talk about race 11 and 12 in detail, particularly race 11, which I think... Well, if the three-year-old pacing fillies is the race of the night, then the three-year-old trotting fillies, I think, is parked up outside it. Back in a moment, more Friday form panel here on SEN Track on Trots Life. Welcome back to the Friday form panel with Jason Bonington and Dan Malecki. We have about 180 seconds left on the Friday form panel, and this is, we have to dedicate about 120 to this race. Rockin' with attitude, this is like the locomotive, but on steroids, because <laughs> there's not a lot between Rockin' with attitude and a couple of others, is there? But it's that, it's that weaponry and the draw, and you, like, I'm happy to take it all 60, to be honest, Dan. Yeah, look, she's got gate speed. Um, remember her performance, was it in this race or the Breeders' Crown last year? But it, it was uh, extraordinary, and she beat <laughs> yes, Susan yeah. is her name. <laughs> Um, uh, on merit and um, as, as good as Susan is her name uh, was last start it was an extraordinary performance I just can't see how she can beat Rockin' with Attitude with um, fair or even running so three on top I mean she's just ticking all the boxes an Oaks Derby winner multiple group one winner drawn well drawn to lead so three from I put Elder Brown Miley in for second I, I, I think she's going really well the distance suits she's better stayer than a short course and she's drawn well enough to, to occupy a good spot nine which is she's a wish it's going terrific as well and Susan is her name it's a very good race and there are other horses on the fringe like a glamour stride it could be a good each way chance sequence really caught the eye last start her run was terrific and even rapid return so there's a lot of depth here it's a really good race three two nine and thirteen Three, thirteen, nine, and two, same top four. Rocking with attitude to win, but yeah, the, the market says it's a one, maybe two horse race. It's not. Elder Barra Miley, I think, is going to be a star. You've almost stolen my thunder there, Dan. Um, final race in the program is for the two-year-old trotting fillies of the Vic Bread Super Series. We can have it all in Violet Stanford dominate the market. They should, but there were some other magnificent runs. I'm looking at no telling. Heather Mouldy's Max got a lot of ability. All that remains, Mega Spur. I just. 
I don't think this will be quite as easy as it looks, but you might have a different opinion, Dan. Yeah, look, it's still learning about them. Violet Stanford used up a lot of petrol mid-race. It was a terrific win to beat. We can have it all. I mean, they looked the main two, but um, I can give a really good case for Mega Spur. Thought the run was excellent. And also, all that remains. Um, I think it's got a terrific chance. And no telling here that keeps um, improving with each run as well. So uh, I've tipped one from nine. Not sure which way to go there, but I'm probably more inclined to want to back at odds or have savers on Mega Spur and all that remains. So I've won... Nine, seven, and four. Nine, one, five, and six. Quick question in the last 20 seconds. What, what race are you looking forward to most out of these dozen group ones tomorrow night, Dan? With a bit of tongue-in-cheek, race 12, because it'll be a really heavy, full-on full night. I can assure you I'll be I'll be stuffed at the end of the night. But it's a wonderful night. Probably to see a more Vita. If Draw a Dream can back up what you did last time, the three-year-old Phillies race five, excellent. First start of the quaddy, promised $250,000 or a projected pool for the quaddy, so it's well worth having a play. Love you, mate. You're a legend. Thanks, Jase. Au revoir, that's been the Friday Form Panel. Enjoy the rest of your programming on SEN Track today. The SEN app, now compatible with Apple Watch. Download today to listen anywhere, anytime. Monique Gears with SEN News. PM Anthony Albanese says energy industry leaders in Australia must move towards renewable energy or risk being left behind. In a speech to the Future Energy Summit, he's outlined his vision to transform the country into a renewable energy superpower. He's calling the change Australia's biggest opportunity for growth and prosperity. A huge relief for passengers on the Ocean Explorer, which ran aground in remote Greenland on Monday, with the ship now freed. Passenger Liz has told nine all passengers went to the eighth deck while the rescue vessel secured a tow line to the back of the boat. The anchor was placed in the water and apparently there's some sort of tension and traction between the anchor and the vessel, which managed to slide us off the mud bank. A NASA report into...